Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, we give God praise for today, day eight. Oh, you're doing so well, Atologians. I bless God for your lives. I thank God for the tenacity and the grace to wait upon Him for this past um, eight days. As number eight is the number of new beginnings. All right. So we're going to another dimension of our atology today. And, you know, we just finished looking at the art of the deer and today we're looking at the art of the sheep now before i go into this i think i need to mention this that i have like a devotional on the deer i think i'll send us the link so that we can read up on other parts that i didn't touch you know in this course there are other things about the deer that i think you'd be interested in which i'd mentioned in passing so i'll send us the link and then you can read that up and you know study it some more and just get more gleanings from the deer a wonderful animal all right so today we're talking about the you know the art of the sheep and uh, my focus is the art that's a-r-t all right the art h-e-a-r-t and the act of obedience that's going to be my focus then i'm trusting god that i'm able to finish it up um today you know even if we spill it over till tomorrow all right this is very phenomenal for this teaching i mean for this course entirely and um, i'm trusting god that is going to give you deeper understanding of this in the mighty name of jesus amen so our anchor text for this is from john 10 27 john 10 27 we're also going to be touching on psalm 23 you know verse 1 to about verse 4 thereabout but our focus today right now is john 10 27 all right it says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me all right now you know i want to pick on the word here my sheep here and then they know and they follow the lord you can see here a trend of someone who is listening or who has been listening to god who knows the voice of god and whenever he hears or she hears the voice of god she knows that this is the voice of god and god knows that yes this my daughter this my son has picked up my voice and then he or she follows me all right now i want us to just pray this prayer very quickly and say father let me hear your voice let me hear your voice i mean it's frustrating as a believer when you're unable to hear the voice of god and that is why we're praying lord i am your sheep i want to hear your voice i want to hear your voice i want to hear you per day per season per moment i want to hear you i want to hear you the the sign that you are a believer that you are growing in christ and that you know what you're doing in the kingdom of god is that you are able to communicate with the father and so lord we thank you because we shall hear you in another dimension oh god father it doesn't matter how much we've been hearing we have come to seek you today oh god that you extend even our abilities you have broaden our capacity to hear from you and to hear you absolutely in the name of jesus amen now you cannot hear what you are not used to and so you cannot even follow all right so today i'm going to be taking us from you know 
um something that i call like an amateur year an amateur um, um obedient sheep to like a pro sheep or to like an op- to a pro obedient sheep all right i just hope you get the wind of that all right now the sheep has no say when you study Psalm 23 very well you see there that it says the lord is my shepherd I shall not want that the Lord is my shepherd before David came to that point of the Lord is my shepherd he had gone through so much he has gone through a lot of things and that point of saying the Lord is my shepherd is like a conclusion for a journey that God has brought David through I remember that David too was a shepherd boy so he understands the way of the sheep now the sheep is one animal that has no say the sheep is not about what to say the sheep is about what to hear all right unlike we humans that oh we just want to just barrage god we just want to talk and talk and talk we just want to just let him know how we feel every time we just want to be the ones doing the talking all right while god is saying that you must be a hearer all right you should be first a hearer before a talker and that is why i think in the book of proverbs it says that it is better to be a listener i'm paraphrasing it now than to be a talker it says talk listen more than you talk all right now god wants to give us the art of a sheep the art the act and the act of obedience he wants to take us through this all right and now god is saying to us that like the sheep let it be about you hearing let 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 your priority be hearing me yes we are going to talk yes you're going to act yes you're going to discuss with the lord but let the priority let the most important thing be you hearing be you hearing it says my sheep hear my voice it didn't say my sheep you know was calling me my sheep was trying to box me up and down it says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me in the place of following then you can begin to deliberate and you know speak with god and let god know what you feel about whatever it is but first of all you are the one that is plugged to hearing first it's about him calling not we calling amen yes i know we're in the place of prayer you know we pray to god and all of that but you know for the context of what we're learning here today you know we're talking about our heart and submitting our hearts to god and letting god work upon our heart now when we come when we approach god with this principle of him calling us we know that we're not even approaching god in prayer because of ourselves we are approaching god in prayer because we want to hear his counsel for us a lot of people approach God in prayer because they just want to just pour out and lash out on God. But no, that is not the way it works. You know, we're going to God so that we can hear Him. And that is why it says that come into the presence, come into the gates with thanksgiving. It didn't say come into the gates with your talks, with your complaints. Come with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you're not asking God for anything. You're not, you know, it's like you're just worshipping God and loving on God. And then it says... He now begins to converse with you. What do you want and things like that. So God is saying to us that like the sheep, we must know that it's about him calling and not we calling so that we are able to hear and know we know his voice and then we follow him. Hallelujah. Now something very beautiful about the sheep, right, is here. One, the sheep is like 
they are usually they are, they are known to be sacrificial animals i know we've been talking about sacrifice sacrifice yes sacrifice we've been talking about sacrifice coming upon the altar of sacrifice so the sheep is a sacrificial animal and so if we're looking at ourselves in the mirror or like in the we're trying to look ourselves look at ourselves you know in the line of the sheep you know that yes i am a sacrificial animal and a sacrificial animal has no say remember the story of abraham and isaac i mean isaac did not say pim he was you know just blank and he knew that no i am not in charge anymore I am going to be laid upon the altar of God. So God is saying to us today, see, yes, I know you have a will. I know that you have a life, but God has made you and I to be a sacrifice to him. And then whatever he chooses to make out of that, you know, is what we begin to now enjoy or begin to, you know, live out. But it's always, first of all, about God. Is always first of all about God, and I really don't want to, you know, you know, talk so much about the sacrifice, sacrifice them because you know we've looked at it, you know, extensively in these few days, even though we still touch on it a bit. All right, now another thing about the sheep that I want us to know is that it has a natural inclination to follow a leader, and another amazing thing here is that the leader is always the first to move the sheep has a natural inclination he knows that he needs to follow a leader and he knows that the leader that is the shepherd is the one that has to move first isn't this amazing you know you find that a lot of times we have already gone and then we're asking god to come and approve to to come and check out what we are doing no you know i put up a post one time and i said that the the ways your ways that you should commit to god should be the way that he has asked you to go in go in so it's not you trying to you know get your own way and then you come and say our lord he said we should commit our ways to your hands no by the time your will is engulfed and enwrapped in the will of god you know that what you're bringing back to god is what he has asked you to do so the natural inclination of a sheep is to follow a leader the shepherd is always the one ahead no matter how wise, no matter how beautiful, no matter how intelligent, no matter how grown the sheep is, he knows or she knows that the leader has to be the one to take the first move. And now let me just say this, or I think we'll come back to that, you know, this issue of familiarity with God. We'll come back to that, all right? Now, so as I said before, the sheep knows that the leader has to be the first person to make the move. God is bringing us to a point whereby our heart knows that I am not moving before God. I would never move before God. I don't know what our journey has been in this past few years of our lives or, you know, since we started working with God very well. Are there times that we have jumped ahead of God and we have been burnt? <laughs> but God is calling us. He wants to help our hearts so that it becomes a default mode that no, until God moves, until God says, I don't move. Remember the story of the Israelites. You know, the Bible says that until the clouds begin to move. So even if God's pull, God pulls them there for years, I don't know how, you know, that those distances or those timings, but until the cloud moves, they don't move. Until the pillar of fire moves, they don't move. That is what God is refreshing upon our hearts today. Obedience. Obedience. There's no way you can say I'm obedient when you are always jumping the gun. 
No. Obedience makes us take a position of followership. Alright, it takes makes us take the position of followership. Hallelujah. Now the sheep is just a very beautiful animal. And uh, let me just take us in this dimension, right? Now the sheep knows that God is the one in control. God is the one in control. God is the one in control. But our ability to understand God being in control is in stages. As I said earlier when I started that, now David had gone through a lot of things for before he came to that point of saying, the Lord is my shepherd. When you look at Psalm 23 very well, you see someone who had grown, who had, you know, developed. He had developed, you know, in the art of letting God lead. So he, was, he also came from a point, from like a point zero, and he had grown to that point of, let's say, like maybe like, 70 or 90 percent so that was able to make that conclusion that the lord is my shepherd i shall not want so many things that happened before that time david who had experienced god experienced god he had grown and that is what i want us to that is what god is being that that is what god wants us to experience with him and that is what he wants to teach us in this um, podcast of today Alright, so we see like a sheep, let's just see ourselves as a sheep, an amateur sheep, like we're just going, we're like baby sheeps, alright, yes, we understand certain things, yes, we've been obedient, we're working in the path of obedience to our best, to the best of our knowledge, but God is saying to us, come up higher, learn the art, not just the act of obedience, let me let us know that obedience is first an act before an act, all right so you have to master you have to master you know the art of obedience and then the act of obedience as well and this all stems from the place of discipline hallelujah it stems from the place of discipline you know god is just a beautiful god there's nothing like oh i've become born again now and then you just keep confessing things you just keep you know just going about saying i'm born again no when you say i'm a child of god now god expects you to enroll in the school of the kingdom where you are taught where you are nurtured where you are skilled all right and that is why you know when you look at the bible in hebrews um 5 14 we're talking about you know you know um those that have become matured now and we're saying that people those that are matured you know as a result of the skills that they have you know um been able to discern because of the skill that they've that they have now they can discern between good and evil they've trained themselves to a point where they can now discern between good and evil it didn't just happen overnight they trained themselves god took them through a journey and that is what we are even here for none of us here is an unbeliever we're all believers but here we have come to school we have come to class we have come to take another dimension of learning somebody god can raise somebody else you know somewhere else to take us through another course all right so there's that continuous you know growth level there's that continuous learning and that is what david god took david through that process you know god helped him to master the act of the art and the act of obedience and that is what resulted in him him having the art h-e-r-t of obedience 
Hallelujah. So God is a trainer. God takes us through the process. It, it grooms us. He nurtures us. And that is the whole essence of discipline. Remember that yesterday we talked about the love of God. The whole essence of the love of God is to discipline us. Discipline means to, to teach, to study, to follow through a particular standard. You don't, you don't, you don't, um, you don't live out the fullness of a standard overnight. It is not possible. There is no impartation that can do that job. God is a God of process. Is a God of time. Is a God of order. So we becoming, we coming to the fullness of His standard, from coming to the fullness of of His measure of the stature of the of Jesus Christ. We need to train ourselves. Amen. We need to train ourselves. So now I said before now that you know we need to master the art and the act of obedience. And obedience is first an art, A-R-T, before an act, A-C-T. Now, what is an art? You know, an art is something that originates in the mind, and then the act, A-C-T, is something that is visible and action. Alright, now let me just take us through six reasons why we need to master, why we need to move for just being a baby sheep, for just being an amateur, um, obedient child of God, to become like a pro child of God. And the, the, the point there from being an amateur child of God to become a pro child of God is when you're able to master the art of obedience. So the first reason why you need to master the art of obedience is number one, the journey is far. <laughs> Only obedience can see you through. The journey ahead of us is far. <laughs> you know, I'm reading a book about um John John um, C Maxwell, No Limit, and I've, I've, I'm just on chapter one, and you know, I don't know something has just been happening to my mind, because. You know, a lot of times we cap our lives, we set limits upon ourselves because we are doing certain things and we're not able to see far. I remember that when I was serving, God said some God gave me like three words. He said, um, think big, swear I expand your horizon. And every day since that time, I'm always praying to God, Lord, open up my eyes. Because if we can see farther, if we can see that, you know the journey is too far there are certain things that we'll begin to do today so that we can enter into the fullness of what god has for us so the journey is far the journey ahead of us is too far god still wants to do a lot of things through our lives but only obedient only obeying the master only following the one who had gone through the path the one who is already at the end with the one with the beginning and the end following him obeying him is what will see us through it is not our wisdom it is not the supply of wisdom it is not the supply of grace it is not the supply of resources it is obedience 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 is what will make us journey through the bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice there are a lot of things that you cannot compare with obedience so the journey ahead of us is far and only obedience can see us through only obedience can see us through this journey all right and that is why we need to grow from just being you know on like like 20 percent obedience to becoming you know we grow from 20 we grow to 30 50 60 and we just grow like that so the journey ahead of us is further the, the better we start paying attention to how much we obey god the easier for us the faster for us and the more profitable our journey in the kingdom of god will be number two is that you know like um 
we cannot outgrow help. We cannot outgrow help. Even though we confess, Lord is my shepherd, you know, I don't lack any guidance. There's, I'm not alone, you know, I'm not unruly. And at the same time, we cannot outgrow the help of God, no matter how much we have grown. Even David, that, that, that God had taken him through a particular path and had come to come and say, the Lord is my shepherd, he was still acknowledging that I still need your help. Even though you had taken me, you've taken me through, through you know, some kind of journey. He says that I still need your help. So I don't know how much we've experienced the help of God. We can never grow to the point where we don't need help anymore. And that is why we are growing from, you know, just being people who rely on experience you know experience when wrongly managed becomes the mother of familiarity and when it is properly managed becomes the murderer of familiarity i'll put i'll say that again experience when wrongly managed becomes the mother of familiarity when properly managed right that is experience becomes the murderer that is the killer of familiarity you find that a lot of times people find it difficult to obey God because they rely on their experiences. Now, experiences, they are fine, they are beautiful. But when you don't operate with God in the now, when you let your experiences become, become a point of familiarity or a channel for you to become familiar with God, that you're like, ah, this is how God did it for me last year. He did it for me like that two years ago. I can see a pattern and you feel like that pattern, because that pattern had been like that for 10 years straight, you feel like the 11th year will be like that. That is not it. And that is why you find that a lot of people who are journeyed with God steady. But because they've allowed, they've now allowed experience to cloud the will of God for their lives, they fell into familiarity with God and they just lost it. We will not lose it in the name of Jesus. We will not outgrow, we will not get to the point where we say, I, I now know God. That will not say, I know, I now know God. I don't need to ask him. I know what he will tell me to do. May we never get to that point in the name of Jesus. So we should not rely on our experiences. And that is why we need to grow. We need to master the art of obedience. We need to master the art of obedience. We need to master it. It needs to be ingrained in our minds. All right, we need to master, we need to know what it really means to obey, what it really means to be an obedient child, what it really means to be a sheep. Now, the third point is that you don't depend on natural abilities. On our journey, we don't depend on our natural inclinations alone. All right, even though we start off with our natural inclinations, we still need to develop, we still need to grow. And because God is a God is not a natural God, God is supernatural. So, like an amateur sheep just knows that yes, there's a, there's, a, there's a natural inclination there. There's a natural inclination there. But for you know, for a sheep that really wants to become a pro sheep, a really really um, 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 rooted sheep. The sheep will now begin to grow because one of the things about the sheep again that I discovered was that the sheep can be easily deceived away with food. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? So even the sheep that has natural inclinations to always follow the leader, when the sheep sees food, when the sheep sees distractions, it can be distracted from following the leader. 
that is even the sheep that has natural inclinations so it is beyond us having a natural desire that oh i love god i have a natural desire to love god and i want to just follow god i want to just follow through true in his view there's that natural thing that, that many of us have it is beyond that we need to train ourselves we need to take up the skill we need to we need to go to the school of obedience and that was what happened to Saul. when you look at the story of Saul, Saul, the Saul didn't start out to mess up you find that Saul was even it was like a worm that you know he was like ah, god how did you pick me he had a natural you know penchant for god and things like that but he did not go to the school of obedience he didn't go to, he didn't go to master the art of obedience and that was the difference between him and david you know god had taken david through different processes through different stages david too had a natural inclination for god he had a natural inclination to love god and obey the will of god but he didn't stop there he went to train himself that is why the bible says that study to show yourself approved a workman is a, a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth he says study to show yourself approved he didn't say confess to show yourself approved he didn't say declare that i am this to show yourself he says study go to school you know and that is why you know when you look at the story of, of apostle paul even after the encounter he had he was still with Gamaliel for another 13 years even though God had empowered him he had had a supernatural encounter something had been exchanged into him in the realm of the spirit but he still went to learn with Gamaliel for 13 good years 13 good years so we need to it's beyond me saying I love God it's beyond me saying I want to do this I just we need to go and learn we need to learn and that is one of the reasons why we're even here today so every time we need to open up ourselves to learn and number four the reason why we need to master the reason why we need to know the art of obedience is that you know every every day there's a new instruction god has new instructions for us every day god is a dynamic god you know we cannot see the part of god you cannot see every part of god completely in one day in one year in one decade god is dynamic you know we cannot estimate his power we cannot estimate his greatness we cannot estimate his wisdom so there's always something about god and god is not a mediocre god is not a status quo god god is not a you know he's not uh he's not complacent god too wants to see he wants to show you a new part of him every day but once you're not able to master the art once in your mind you, it is not yet settled that oh there's something new that the master wants to show me there's a new part that the master wants to take me through if we don't have that thing ingrained in our minds we'll skip at one point we'll just stay in one point and be you know be, be local champions be saying that uh, be basking in the grace of yesterday be basking in the grace of today whereas the grace of yesterday they cannot take us into what we have ahead of us remember i said that the journey ahead is far so for us to ensure that we are in tune with god obeying his new instructions following through his new the new things he has for us we must master the art of obedience number five is that God prepares before God prepares his children, his sheep, before any danger may come to them. He prepares God prepares before danger, but many um sheep don't talk their heads into God. 
Amen. So God prepares, and that is what we see in um, um, Psalm 23, verse 4. He says that you um, we go to I'll, you take me to the valley of the sh- even though I go to the valley of the shadow of death I fear no evil. But before that we have seen that God had put him in the green pastures. We're still coming back to that to the quiet waters. He had declared he had he had gone through a certain certain experiences. God had prepared him for that valley. Amen. A lot of people feel that oh God this just happened and no God prepares His children before the valley experiences and even in the valley it still goes on to still you know um train them it still goes on because there are still other valleys ahead all right so god will not bring you into situations where he has not trained you for but the problem is that a lot of times people don't know that there are challenges ahead and they just want to just enjoy the pleasures of today whereas god wants to train us so that when the valleys are ahead you know come to bear we are able to be sustained we are able to walk through because we have been sustained because we have been prepared so learning and mastering the art of obedience you know prepares us ahead prepares us ahead. remember i was telling us some days ago that god has greater things ahead for us but even though he has greater assignments greater blessings ahead also know that there are also greater dangers but once he has prepared us right now there is no way those dangers can swallow us now number six the sheep cares about God's name. You know, it says that um, it leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So now it is God about God's name, not, you know, my name. It's about God's reputation, not my reputation. It's about God's majesty, not my own majesty or my own beauty. All right. Each act of disobedience is dragging the name of God in the mud. So when we learn the art of obedience, we are honoring, putting honor on the name of God. So we even obeying God, we learning to because it's not even about ourselves. It's about the majesty of God. It's about acknowledging the greatness and the power of God. Remember that God cannot give himself glory. We as humans, we as his creation are the ones to, you know, attribute glory to him, pour out glory upon him. So every act of obedience is esteeming the name of God high, esteeming the name of God high. Every act of of disobedience is saying that you, God, you don't matter. I'm the one that matters here. And that is not the way it's meant to be. So we need to master the art of obedience. Now, as I said before, the art of obedience is, you know, an art is something that is originated in the mind, starts from the mind. So mastering the art of obedience is actually God working upon our art, not even the physical things that we do. So it starts from our art. It starts from our mind. It is God imprinting and God stamping in our heart the spirit of obedience. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 2 says that do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there is an action point, the renewing of your mind. It, it didn't say renew, it didn't say renewing of your actions, renewing of your mind. So once the mind is renewed, the actions will definitely be what is meant to be. Amen. Philippians 2, um, 5. I want us to read Philippians 2, 5 to 11 in our spare time. Read the whole of Philippians 2, 5, 11. But we're saying there that now we have the mind. It says, let this mind be, be in Christ. Let this mind which was in Christ Jesus, let it also be in you. So the mind of Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he was, he was obedient. 
that he learned obedience through the sufferings that they went through. So that was even Jesus here when he was here on earth in body form. He learned obedience through his sufferings. Jesus had to learn obedience. Jesus had to learn obedience. So who are we not to be able to learn obedience? We so God, that is saying that you know Jesus Christ came to the world to he obeyed God here. He came into the world on the platform of obedience, but he still had to grow in his obedience. And that was why you can see that when you know when he was about to die, hey, you know, he needed to move into another level of obedience, and that was why he went to cry to God. And God empowered him for that obedience, for that great measure and level of obedience that he needed at that moment. So it starts from the mind, all right? First Corinthians 2, 16 to says that, For we have the mind of Christ. So the mind is very powerful. God wants to ingrain upon our minds, our hearts, the art of obedience. So we are bringing our art to the sac- to the, upon the altar of God again today. To say, Lord, walk upon my heart. I want to master, train me, grow me. I want to master the art, A-R-T, the art of obedience. I want my mind to get on the default mode that it will just be obedient. So that comes, so that go. There's no, there's no nothing anymore. So once we're able to move here, once we're able to study, master the art, our mind has been ingrained, our mind has been deeply rooted, then we move to the act. That's ACT. Now, for us to be able to move to the act here, it means that we have submitted ourselves to to the training of the Lord. We have gone through the pruning. Because in the place of the schooling of this of the skilling up, there will be a lot of pruning, just like God has been taking us. I'm sure that many most of we we've experienced pruning in certain areas. God has started pruning us, and then a desire, a desire to want to you know um, make the will of God visible in our lives. So we move from the art that's art. After God has worked upon our heart, then we are empowered. All right, we are empowered to move to the act. Now, let me t- let me just let us know how this art works. You know, we've talked about why we need to master the art. Now, how do we? How does this art? How do we master the art? How does God work upon our mind? All right. Now, um, let's let's take a cue from um, David. From David again, back to Psalm twenty-three. It says that there that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. Now that green pastures there, the Lord made me see that it's talking about his will. His will. That green pastures there is his will. It lays me down in green pastures. Alright. Now it's also like God feeding us, making us um full of his will now i said before that the sheep you know easily gets distracted by food they can easily use food to take the sheep away but the bible says that it makes me to lie down in green pastures that means that you know you are just rolling here there's food there's everything the will of god i remember that jesus christ said that my will i mean my food is the father's will is to do the father's will so when we come when god brings us to he makes us to lie down in green pastures we submit ourselves to the altar, to the platform, to the place of his green pastures. That is his will. 
God begins to feed us. He feeds us with his will. That we are so full of his will and nothing else on the outside, nothing else in the world, nothing else that is happening around us matters anymore. You know when you are when you are eating normally and you are so full, as in when you are full to the point of you cannot even walk again, no matter what anybody brings, you won't be able to eat it. I'm talking about people that are, <laughs> you know, not you know obsessed and demonized by food i'm talking about a regular person right now you know when you are so full to the point that nothing else matters you can't even walk you can't even go anywhere so when you come upon the when you lay upon the green pastures the will of god the lord begins to feed your mind it begins to feed your mind you feed your mind with the word of god it begins to feed you with his counsel with revelations it feeds you up with his will then after you've eaten up his will, he now says, he leads me beside the still waters. The quiet waters here yeah, means the Holy Spirit. So remember we said about, you know, the deer that, you know, when he gets to the water, he, he, he just waits upon the, he waits that the water should be still and then he drinks. This is just the representation here. He says, leads me beside the still waters. That is the Holy Spirit. There is no rushing. You know, it's just a steady flow of his power. We're just submitted to the works of his spirit. You know, and it just feels, and it just, you know, it be- begins to, um, it comes, it, 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 you, know, just, you know, when we drink water and we drink water after we've eaten, you know, it's like it settles in the word of God. It processes the word of God. So that is what the Holy Spirit does. So God takes us through his will to feed us to feed our minds and then the holy spirit comes to you know settle upon what we have have fed again he helps us to digest it he helps us to you know now have properness and bible says that the breath of god does what brings understanding so it is even beyond now god feeding us with his will that we we don't understand now the holy spirit comes and gives us understanding he breaks it down he breaks it down for us gives us understanding of his will so you understand when god so when God takes you in certain directions, tells you to do certain things, you know, your, your understanding is not from the point of human understanding or human reasoning. It's from the point of the Holy Spirit's breath upon you that is giving you understanding. It is from the point of the will of God in you, not your own desires. Because what happens is that our desires conflict with the desires of God. But once you come upon the green pastures, you are being fed with the will of God. Now, there's some kind of food that will just fill the stomach. All right? And there's some kind of food that will transform us to coming back to that. But here, God is feeding you with his own will. Not some kind of human principles or human ideologies. With his own will. And the Holy Spirit comes to give you understanding. Now, that is why a lot of times when God tells us, tells us to do certain things. And we are trying to process it in our mind. We are processing it from the point of human reasoning, human understanding. And that is why God, a lot of times, doesn't see anything. You know, but as you begin to obey, as you begin to move, it begins to give you supernatural understanding. All right. And then what happens here? When you have been fed with the will of God, you've been fed, your mind has been filled up with the word of God. The Holy Spirit has given you breath. Now, every other voice dies. Because at that point, your mind has been engulfed with the power of God. Your mind has been engulfed with the will of God. Your mind has been engulfed with the passion to obey God. Your mind has been engulfed with who God is, what he wants you to do, his will. So every other voice dies. And that is where it starts from. 
remember the sheep hears my voice it's not as if other shepherds other shepherds are not called it's not as if other you know um, what do they call them now Ireland's are there but it says my sheep yeah it's yes so for you to be able to hear god distinctly every other voice must die the, the voices will be there but you are they, are they they have to take a position of death to you and it is because you have gone through you have gone through you've laid on this on the pastures and the green pastures you've taken up his view the Holy spirit has come upon you so you have been empowered to your your ears have been tuned to the voice of god and every other voice has died now what happens to you here and now this is juicing out the actual part of the art of understand of obedience the art of obedience it says that in um verse 3 there it says that you restore my soul now so some other tradition says that is you renew my soul amen and you renew my soul and you lead me in the path of righteousness that is so two things happen there god renews you restores you and he realigns you to his perfect will so he renews you he empowers you there's something about your spirit man that gets to another level of renewal i remember what we read in romans 12 to say that renew your mind but be renewed in your mind so there's even if the mind if the word of god comes upon the mind of a person but there is no renewal that word has no effect the word upon the mind is to renew amen and that is why when the word of god has come the holy spirit has come upon you you've laid yourself down for god they've done their work in you then the renewal occurs something just clicks something just changes you just it you experience encounters you experience kairos moments that things are renewed in you you know your mind has been renewed something has changed has gotten better you've gotten to another step of renewal and then again god will align you to his will again it does is like a reordination a realignment and then you're able to receive energy direction so three things happen to you you're able to hear the voice of god distinctly because every other voice has died i mean you are full of god your ears have just been tuned to god and then you have energy to move and you have you know the direction because God has realigned you, you know, you now know what to do. After all of this has happened, now you progress to the act. That is ACT. That is you acting out. Now being visibly doing what God has asked you to do. I mean, you become a king whose art is now being stared about as God desires. Imagine the Bible says the art of the king is the, the art of the king is in the hands of the Lord. This tears it about. So God no, God no longer sees you as an ordinary ship. He sees you as a king. He sees you as this one has now become a master ship. This one has become a premium ship. And I can now steer his heart in whatever direction that I want. Hallelujah. May we be premium ships in the hand of the Lord. May we be kingly ships. Be, be royalty in God's hand. That he can steer our hearts about in any direction that he wants. And now, now you now acting consistently you now have a track record god can now say that yes this ship now has the act of obedience and that was what happened to um that was the point that david got to here yeah. 
It says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As in, it came to another level of obedience with the world, another level of submission. That I knew that, you know, I cannot want anything because I, I know the God that I serve. I know my God, I'm obedient to him, I know his voice, I'm acquainted with his path. Whenever God says, move in this another direction, I move. So we see, you know, like some kind of um, progressive journey. Because we've now mastered the art, we have become consistent in the act, and now we have the art of obedience. Amen. I pray that God Almighty will give us more understanding of this in the mighty name of Jesus. This is God's desire for us today, to have the art of obedience but it takes this certain process it takes a journey it takes a transformational you know um scaling up upgrading training and i pray that god almighty in these 18 days as he has started with us will take us through in the mighty name of jesus to obey him because this part of obedience is very essential obedience to god is the very art of god's will and once our art becomes the art of obedience, the art of the sheep, the sheep that has grown, that has matured, that is maturing daily, we have the art of obedience. I mean, there's no way God will not take pleasure in us. There's no way God, you know, God will begin to take us back and back again. Because this thing is like a cycle. The more we need to progress, the more we need our, our art needs to go to another level of obedience. It takes us through this journey again. You know, we're like back again to the school of art to master another, you know, it's like going to have a ND, then you go for BS, you go for masters, you go for doctorate, and then you know you keep learning and learning and learning. That is the way it is it's like a cycle. God developing the cycle of the art of obedience in us. I think that God will give us the grace to move through all of these cycles at every point in time to mature even in our obedience to the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm sure you've been blessed by this. I will give God all of the praise. Please feel free to, to put your comments or your questions or your contributions in the chat room. I love you and I celebrate. I'm happy for up with what God is doing in your life in these 18 days and your testimony shall abound and your life will be totally transformed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Have a beautiful time. God bless you.